What do you believe is the mission of your life? What are you here to do? This is Friday, September 8th, and maybe you wonder, what is something that perhaps only you can do because God has placed you here at this point in time with the gifts and abilities and passions that you have? The idea of having a calling is largely foreign to us today. We speak of our career trajectory or perhaps even of our jobs. By the way, it's not bad to have a job or even a career. But your calling is more than what you do. It is the way you live your purpose in partnership with God through all that you do. Now, in the past, Christians pursued and understood their callings. For believers, it was expected that you would discover and live from your calling. You trusted that God had a purpose for your life, and you sought to live out of that purpose. Why? This is how you would glorify and enjoy God. This is how you would partner with God in the world. Here's our text for today, John chapter 17, verse 15 to 18. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent them into the world, sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Now notice that Jesus doesn't pray for an escape hatch for the disciples. They will briefly go into hiding, but soon he will send them out across to the nations of the earth. That will be their apostolic calling. Instead, he asks for protection from the, uh, by the Father from the evil one. For Jesus, the evil one began testing him at the very start of his ministry. And it was the evil one that brought together the religious leaders to have Jesus crucified. He knows their mission will bring them into the same dangers, that is the mission of the disciples, into the same dangers he has faced. But notice, this does not keep him from sending them out into the world, from giving them a calling that will put them in harm's way. So Jesus will send them into the world as the Father sent him. After the resurrection, there will be a stunning encounter between Jesus and his disciples. He will breathe on them. Yeah, I know that sounds strange, until we remember that the metaphor used for the Spirit in the Bible is wind or breath. And just as the Lord made the first human being Adam by taking dust to form him and then breathing, breathing into his nostrils the breath of life, this is what Jesus does to the disciples, as if a recreation of them. It's the picture of Jesus giving the disciples his Spirit the Spirit of God. And then he sends them into the world with the words, As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. In the power of the Spirit, they will continue the ministry Jesus began, except they will carry the gospel far beyond the borders of Israel into the entire known world. Now we need to stick with calling here, and here's why. God desires us to be in partnership with him in the world. This is how we will come to know God more intimately and also his purposes. 
This is one way we will experience the power and presence of God. And also here we will see the coming kingdom of God. Here we will join Jesus in his work of bringing glory to God. Here's the way the Apostle Paul, I'm sorry, Peter, explained it. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful servants of God's grace, stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, the power forever and ever. Amen. That's 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 to 11. Now first, we can see how intertwined God is from top to bottom in our callings. God gives the gifts, God provides the strength, and God is glorified in it all. Now that word gift here is the same as the word for grace, charis. It's where we get our word charity. And the reason it's all of grace, it is the gift of God, all that we do, that is enfolded into what God is doing in the world. We have a great privilege of being co-workers of God. Now we need to be careful here. Peter is not only talking about pastors and missionaries, he talks about whatever God has given us to do. The Puritan believers from a few centuries ago could see that something as mundane as changing a diaper was to be done to the glory of God. Your calling may be medicine, so you learn to do the work, not for God, but with God, bringing Him glory in all that you do. This is true for auto mechanics and line cooks. One follower of Jesus that became a cook said, I turned my little omelet to the glory of God. The Apostle Paul made tents, even though he was a writer and itinerant preacher. He did all of this to the glory of God. Jesus also worked with his hands before beginning his preaching. He was a carpenter, and he did this to the glory of his Father. Now you might ask, what difference does it make to be doing a job as opposed to living from your calling? Well, that's how you see and do your work. Perhaps you heard the story of a priest walking through a medieval construction project. A new building was being erected. He asked the first worker he passed, What are you doing? And the man said, I am hewing stone. The second man, he asked the same question, and the man said, I am building a wall. The third man he asked, he said, I am building a cathedral to the glory of God. So first, the question is, how do you see your work? Are you simply doing a, a task, completing a project? Or are you doing what you, you're doing to the glory of God? Then the second question flows from it. We are co-workers of God, and so we fulfill our calling with excellence, knowing that God's name is also on it. So, of course, the natural question is, how can I discover and know my calling? Your calling is the place where the needs of the world, the purposes of God, your gifts, temperament, and passions all meet. When you find that place, it's more than your occupation, what you occupy yourself with. 
This becomes the very place you enjoy God's presence and join in what he is doing in the world. Let's pray. Father, we know we we know that we are so much more than what we do. Thank you for calling us to work with you in the world. Help us to see how you have called us for this purpose and in the process enable us to know and enjoy you to the praise of your name. Amen.